Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. The uh, These results are just cooling on the stove right now. We have some wild, wild upsets in the NFL today. Uh, Andy, taking, uh, taking a... Uh, 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 taking one for the team for you, the listeners. He's been drinking since like 5 a.m., but uh, he decided it's mo- more important to, uh, to get after it early in week four than to uh, kind of nurse the uh, the pain that comes along with a, a loss oh. when you're there in person. Uh, there's he was there's there. no pain. There's no what, pain. What happened? What, what the, the Vikings? What the hell happened like this this was the might, this yeah. might have been looking ahead maybe the ultimate and oh shit they're looking ahead to the rams game well they better get it right and then it was just uh, the right tackle god bless his heart can just drive his car off a cliff <laughs> no, i don't know he has a I, I take that back he has a family and probably people who love him but i hate his stupid face i can't think of his name right now and that's probably good but boy, he was getting like a rented mule. Both tackles, honestly, like the edge rush for Buffalo. I mean, it, let's not take it away. That's maybe a strong point to their shitty defense. But my goodness, just Cousins had no time. Strip sacks inside your own 25 are usually going to be bad in the first quarter. Oh, boy. At what, at yeah, what point I, were you worried? Because like, no, uh... immediately the play calling, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, no. no, like, I mean, did you, and it, it is different, you know, anybody who's ever been to a football game, it is different watching on, uh, watching on TV compared to, I mean, you're seeing the all 22 when you watch it, when you watch it in person and both of those long plays, like Josh Allen's not good. That was, he's a, he, I'll give him, he's mobile. That's going to work to his uh, benefit. Obviously, he's—I'm not—I don't want to compare him to Aaron Rodgers because he sucks. But he did extend some plays with his legs. That's going to really work to their benefit going forward. But both of those long passes—it's like half of the Vikings' defense was playing zone, and the other half was playing man. It's like here's here's just a guy running free. There was nobody around him. I mean, it was just completely broken coverage, busted plays. I could go out there and make that throw left-handed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just easy open throws. Uh, the the touchdown run was nice. Like he does have legs. He's a tall, lanky, and he he's a little faster than he looks. I think maybe it's white quarterback isn't supposed to be fast. I don't know. Yeah. Used to, I'm used to watching like my my Peyton Manning's when he runs. Yeah, remember when he used yeah. To, yeah, just Tom Brady, the Tom Brady to Clydesdale. Okay. Yeah, but he 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 was quick. I liked his legs. There was some nice takeaways from Josh Allen there, but yeah, the the defensive scheme was baffling, and then the offensive scheme. I mean, they looked like you know just a completely different team where they just wanted to throw wide receiver screens and. I mean, it looked like the beginning of the Colt or the beginning of the Jets Browns game, where it's like, oh, there's there's no offenses here. This sucks. This is really bad. So That's I don't crazy. know. I don't even. I don't know if they even like put in an offensive game plan for this week. Maybe they just decided that wasn't something they needed to do. We can just beat the Bills anyway. Oh my god, it it was wow. ugly, but I was expecting it. Like I'm I'm. 
I'm just so used to it as a Vikings fan. It's funny because like the Bills will probably be one and fucking fifteen, and they'll okay. It'll be yeah. sad, but, and it, maybe it'll work to the advantage of us going into next week because that you Vikings, just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. They Vikings got a short a week. Bad team, but they they do have a short week, and they are getting a touchdown to a team that's been scoring a lot of points on maybe some questionable defenses. Yeah, I I don't know if I want to bet it. I'm I'm pretty scared now. Let's talk about the Rams. Uh, the Rams are three and L. They look to be, uh, you know, maybe co uh, most impressive teams in the league with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, there's only what? There's only three. There's only one three and team in all of the NFC. The only team is the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you got the Bucks at two and I guess they could get three and tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I know we're on opposite sides of that one. That'll make for a good discussion. So let's handicap that game at the end of the pod. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you got Chiefs and the Dolphins, just like everyone expected. Three, you know, three, three, you know, teams. Uh, and uh, the Rams uh, completely took apart the Chargers today. They uh, amassed over 500 yards of total offense. The Chargers defense was a complete and total no-show. Um, Todd Gurley went over hundred, uh, Jared Goff, three fifty passing unbelievable. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they went 35, 23, did a game that uh, was not even as competitive as that score would uh, indicate. Uh, and yeah, now you got your Rams hosting your, uh, Minnesota Vikings off a loss on Thursday night football. And sure enough, they opened this as, as a seven point game, which is shocking because it really feels like with the towel, of the talent on the Vikings defense, that this should be a pretty even contest. Um, a couple of notable injuries for the Rams too. That makes me like the Vikings on Thursday night. You got uh, oh yeah, both, both Marcus both Peters in the and defensive uh, backfield. Huge. Yeah, they have a relatively thin defense anyway because they're kind of stars and scrubs uh, on defense. And so, if, uh, yeah, you could see Diggs and Thielen have some space uh, if they can keep Aaron Donald out of uh, Kirk Cousins' pocket. Um, which is not a guarantee because that Vikings O-line looks like a problem. Um, so interesting line there. I think that's too many points. I'm probably going to back the dog in this spot. Um, God, Rams 3-0 against the spread too. They're covering with ease. They're blowing away their team totals with ease. Uh, God, man, things are clicking for Sean McVay and company right now. Um, any other uh, – Any other? you had a winning, you had a winning day today, right? Yeah, and speaking of that Rams Chargers over, I was just back and forth and back and forth. And should I bet the? I wanted to bet the uh, Chargers. I really did. And then I said maybe I'll just go team total. And then I said fuck it, we'll just go to the over. We're just gonna take the over of whatever forty eight and a half, forty nine didn't matter. I think I got forty eight and a half at whatever I found the best line at. Oh, and that was. Fairly easy. I uh, yeah, that was it. That was home by the end of the third quarter, right? Yeah, that was that was no brainer. That was uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, I was on the under. That was one of two terrible under calls that I had this week. I took. I keep uh, fading. I keep fading the Chiefs uh, offense for some dumb reason, and I keep expecting the Chargers defense to do good things. And both uh, both keep going up in smoke. I think this is you know like I might be O and. five on chiefs or chargers games that I've bet so far this season. So I should probably just chill out on those two teams for a little while. Um, 
I got some nice money line underdogs come through for me. It kind of felt like it was going to be a dog sort of day. I did not back the bills on the money line. That <laughs> a nice nine to one shot would have been pretty cool. But uh, I got uh, the Redskins comfortable win against the Packers. Uh, pretty interesting that the Packers and and uh, Vikings had that uh, you know that wild 29-29 draw last week, and both teams get uh, get their you know popped in the chops this week. Um, Redskins looked amazing. Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson's doing this weird Jekyll and Hyde thing this season. I can't explain it. Um, but uh, he yeah, had a little a of that last year too. He had he'd have some maybe not even full games, but he had some bursts where it showed. I mean, he still gets it. He's he's a big, tough, bruising person. Like he he can still run. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the. I once again three straight weeks I play a teaser based on my Wong criteria and all that and I, I take some teams out and leave you know I back two teams that were not only underdogs that cashed against their spread but they won outright again so all my <laughs> teasers should just be money line parlors apparently but uh, yeah with it wins a win the uh, second I, leg I took, wasn't, I took two year winners wasn't as comfortable yeah the yeah, second leg he, wasn't as comfortable I you was, didn't yeah, parlay him but yeah nice, no, nice I didn't, I didn't. big plus not big plus numbers but anything yeah, plus anything, good. anything that's plus money is pretty sweet like it's it's almost three wins uh when you get the when you get a yeah. plus 140 plus 130 those uh, nice I didn't post this publicly, but when we saw the news that Eric Flowers was getting benched for the Giants, I actually bet the Giants money line too this morning. Uh, that was like a plus two twenty ish number. That, that was pretty cool too. Yeah, stuff um, that's was a good by the way, yeah. And this, this is no joke. Like this might come off as a joke. Stuff that we don't post on Twitter this year is like ninety five and one. Oh, I know. It's wild. Like, it, it's I crazy. It's crazy because I never want to bring it up because it's like oh, I never okay, do, Andy, but like. Yeah. I should I should have tweeted it out because I joked about it before anything kicked off. I said, um, basically, whoever whoever plays Oakland, I'm going to take them in the second half, no matter what the number is. <laughs> yeah, bet fading Oakland in the second half. I'm going to bet that heavily, and yeah. I did. That was my, that was my live bet. I took Miami. I don't even know what they were. I didn't even really look. It was one or one and a half uh-huh. second half. I never felt. Never felt bad about making that bet. No, and sure enough, the Raiders, their thin defense gets tired traveling two weeks in a row in the heat down there, and they concede 14 points in the fourth quarter. And I I believe, I can't fact check this live, I believe they're the worst second-half team as far as point differential. It's not close. It's not because close. they they got just wiped the first week by the Rams. It was, 23, they, 20, it was a 23 nothing second half. We come back on. by come back by Denver. Come back and by then. Denver, and now this one they did the same sort of thing. They just get whitewashed in the second half of these games because they just don't have a very deep team. Uh, and you gave away your best player for future draft capital. Whoop de do. Um, let's uh, <laughs> and now you're zero and three. And now Josh Gruden is you know John Gruden is making crazy you know is is you know these stories are dribbling out about how he's you know has. He's at odds with his coordinators and whatnot. This is this is going so poorly. Uh, I wish yeah, yeah, I wish I had had more uh, on the line on the Raiders uh, win totals under because this team is extremely dysfunctional. Uh, and they have a uh, interesting matchup against the Cleveland Browns next week. That opened at a pick'em. You see that? Yeah, Cleveland I on the road what is a pick'em with Oakland. I couldn't believe that. 
Um, this is a pretty substantial adjustment from what we were expecting preseason too. The uh, the preseason line on this was expected to be Raiders minus seven and a half, and it opened to pick them. <laughs> so yeah. we have a seven and a half point adjustment on Cleveland and Oakland. And I guess a lot of that is because uh, Baker Mayfield uh, getting the starting nod in Cleveland. They are a frisky team now. Well, and that was uh, just such Mayfield. a. I mean, it was a it was a primetime game. Everybody saw it. Yeah. So there's a bit of an overreaction. You. It have was kind of an ugly that. win. I, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. a great, it was an ugly win against the Jets, but yeah, uh, win, a win down. nonetheless. When you're, yeah, when, yeah, when you're looking for your first franchise win in like 16 months, you take a win anytime. But that was pretty ugly. So, live, live look at the standings. Yeah, make the you know the obvious joke, just like everybody thought. The Dolphins, the Bengals, the Titans, the Bears, the Buccaneers, all leading their divisions. Yeah, Bears is an interesting one. Uh, they should have lost today. To the uh, Cardinals. Four consecutive uh, drives ended in a turnover for the Cardinals in the second half. And uh, yeah. can't cover a five and a half Bears. Jeez. <laughs> that was my one loss today. So I just needed one touchdown in any of those drives in the second half when they got down there. Any that would have been nice. I, am, I do, you know, as a Bears future ticket holder, I was happy they were able to hold on for the win. That helps a lot with that, getting them into the playoffs. Um, Yeah, their defense – their defense is just holding that team together. They're ball hawks, man. They can get that ball. They are good. I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, they got an interesting one this week, too. They're substantial. Uh, I was actually surprised at this line when it opened. Yeah. Uh, they're only one and a half point favorites against the Buccaneers. Uh, granted, of course, we got to see what the Bucs do against Pittsburgh. We don't know if it'll be Fitzpatrick or Winston. Um what has to happen week three for Fitzpatrick to be named the starter in perpetuity here over James Winston? Oh, I thought you were going to go the other way. I was like, he has to get hurt to lose the job. <laughs> you think? He, you think it's that solid? Even going two and one, man, just stepping in there like that and playing the way he has, the way the offense is clicking with him, why would you? why would you switch things up? He's got obviously he's got a connection with uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I think him and him and the tight end OJ. What's his face? OJ Howard. Yeah, good, good OJ, not bad OJ. Um, they they seem to be kind of blue, a nice little blooming bromance there, where he just he hits those guys pretty much you know every single game for some big plays, uh, and then you have Mike Evans like. Why would you? Why would you go switch midstream unless he's just a disaster tomorrow against Pittsburgh? I, I think you stick with the hot hands, and I don't think it's going to cool down until they face a, a tough defense, which might might be what happens in Week Four. But Pittsburgh, you can argue Pittsburgh might be might be the worst defense they'll face. Yeah, it's I, possible. I've, I've seen some. Bad play from that Pittsburgh defense. Okay, well, I think let's, I, I think I think yeah, spoil that spoil that uh, But I like I like Chicago. If you can find that early line, I think that's going to go up to three. I don't think that that lands. I, you know, and again, you know, something crazy happens. Tampa Bay looks world beating again against uh, Pittsburgh. That could all change. But uh, I think Pittsburgh gets the win tomorrow. And I think uh, I think this line ends up being closer to three. So if you if you like the Bears and you can get them under a field goal right now, that's a, that's a look that I would endorse. Um, Big, big number uh, for the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. You see that? The 3-0 Miami Dolphins are nine-and-a-half-point dogs. 
that makes sense to you? Even from a power number standpoint, how do you make the power from a power number standpoint? How do you make the Patriots six points better or six and maybe say five points better uh, than Miami right now? It's fair. I mean, what has Miami done? You know, is it a truth really impressive like Kansas City three and zero? Obviously, nowhere on that level. But man, the Titans even today with what they did, it's not like the Titans impressed. And you got to look at who played quarterback the last two weeks for them. That's even stranger. I don't think Oakland's any good, especially in the second half. Boy, that was that was ugly. They just they they are not a good team. Like that was one of those where I went back and forth in the preseason. Um, people tried to you know incept me into thinking that maybe Gruden was goofing with us. No, he he might just be a bad coach. And then um, Miami, who did they play last week? Remind they me. beat the Jets, Sam Darnold yeah, in New York. They, yeah, they beat the Jets, which even the Browns did that. So I think that's <laughs> I think that's got to play into it a little. And what do you want? Uh, what do you want? Uh, you want you want to you want a pat on the back for that? Good job, Dolphins yeah, beat the Jets the, and you beat the Raiders. And the public's gonna bet, and everybody wants to bet New England at home against Tannehill. Like that's just traditionally a beatdown. If it were if we were in Miami. It's a shitload of points in a. It's a shitload of points in a uh, in a division game. The look ahead preseason, we were expecting to see New England minus eleven. Uh, so they have given yeah, there's um, Miami a little bit of an adjustment there. Um, let's. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on on Atlanta here. This is another interesting line. I'm probably going to the well again for the Bengals here. I, you know, I'm, we made the, I made the case for the Bengals money line. Uh, last week, and I really hung a lot of uh, expectations on the Bengals' defense, especially get that that they had you know extra rest off Thursday night football before they were heading to play Carolina. Um, they completely no showed today. Uh, they gave up 31 points to Carolina. They gave 180 yards on the ground to uh, to Christian McCafferty. Um, you know, I th- I feel like on the pod I even said it. I was like as long as we don't have like three turnovers from Andy Dalton, this is a Bengals win. And lo and behold, he throws four picks. Uh, so they're on the road again, uh, heading to Atlanta. Now um, games five and a half. I still feel like Cincinnati is they're a, they're a, they're a dangerous team given all their weapons. If they can just, you know, not turn the ball over. I think they're a live dog against the, the Falcons. We saw, we just saw the Falcons, Completely give away what? that win. They gave away that what win. To the Matt Ryan probably isn't talking to the defense this week. He's got to be. Yep. He did everything. He was, he was balling boy. And talk about now you have a second offensive weapon. If they can get that defense healthy and right, they're a scary team, especially on the fast track carpet. Uh, and I mean, they they have have they played where was the game today? Honestly, I didn't even really. It was in Atlanta. It was in Atlanta. So they, I mean, they get another game at the Saints on the on the carpet. Like they're built for speed. Those receivers are studs. Third Maddie, straight home Maddie, game for yeah. third straight home game for Atlanta. Yeah, Matty Ice slinging defense garbage. Which again. It is Drew Brees. It is the Saints, which I, I was good. I was glad to see that. I I really didn't quite know what to make of the Saints over the first three quarters last week. That was 
I don't I don't know if know if there's a word for that. That was just odd because the Browns defense is it's decent, but it's not that good. Like that was this was more of the Saints I expected to see. I had the Saints in a teaser leg at like plus eight. So it got a little dicey a couple times. I was happy when it got to overtime. I didn't have to sweat it anymore. I was glad they won. So you got your win. Um just looking forward, I, I kind of got to back Atlanta. The way Cincinnati played today, I think it's a, it's a tougher task for them taking on mm-hmm. this offense. Okay. I don't I don't see how I can back Cincinnati right now. Mm. Uh, what's that over? What's that over under? Uh, it's going to be like forty nine ish. I bet. I bet fifty. Yeah, you think fifty? It could be. I mean, the 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 Falcons defense is really bad. It's yeah. real bad. That's um, not popping yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it pop yet. I'm only seeing. Uh, I'm only seeing five and a half right now across the board. Uh, another interesting one to talk about here is probably Indy Houston. Um, we saw the Giants maybe sort of kind of right the ship, I guess. Um, they did right by benching wreck flowers. That was huge. Uh, got a little bit more stability on their offensive line out of that move. Uh, got, uh, you know, Houston, man. <sighs> 0-3 now heading into Indy. We were expecting in the preseason this was supposed to be Houston as three-point chalk on the road. Uh, it opens up as a pick em. Uh Do you look for the Texans to get off the schneid uh, and get a win here? It actually it opened at a pick em at uh, at the Westgate. It's been bet out to two and a half at Pinnacle. Um, so there is no shortage of money, early money, that showed up for Indianapolis here. We're recording these like the lines have only been up 30 minutes and this thing's been moved all the way out to two and a half. That's that's some that's some influential money that is putting uh, putting bets down on that's 40, 45 minutes and the lines already moved out to minus two now. So. so what what the uh, what the Redskins did last week versus the Colts, the Colts did this week versus the Eagles. They just couldn't get they couldn't get in the end zone. And it, I mean, it was even worse for the Redskins last year, but obviously I didn't watch that game. I'm struggling right now because I didn't watch any of the three o'clock games. Really. I mean, I was just catching scores and stuff being at the Vikings game. It really puts me in a precarious situation here, trying to handicap some of this. I'm going to have to watch. Some, I'm going to have to excuses. I'm going to have to, I am going to have to watch some, uh, watch some replays and I'm going to have to dive into some box scores. But did you watch any of that? Was what was going on in the red zone for Indy? Uh, I don't understand Indianapolis. I really don't get them. Uh, I can't, I, I, yeah, I, I can't tell you uh, what their identity is here and what to expect out of them week in, week out. I am impressed that they covered. I thought that in you know, what I saw of Wentz in the first half, it looked like he was feeling pretty comfortable, but they have, they have such a depleted uh roster of weapons in Philadelphia like the amount that they were leaning on Wendell Smallwood was not good um so I kind of don't really want to you know say that you know the Colts I think the Colts should have been more competitive in terms of of trying of you know being more you know threatening to win that game um but uh yeah here and without even seeing it the Colts won the turnover battle Mm mm-hmm Two to nothing. Yep. Had more. They had, they won the red zone battle as far as getting there, five to four. They still managed to lose. They did get the cover, but they went 
one for five in the red zone. What was their they third down efficiency? It had to be super fucking low. Did they even convert a third down? <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> I, I'm not, it was I'm not really bad. Here. This sucks not having it on this one. Uh, okay, uh, I got it. I I mean, got it. Were, Colts, Colts' third down efficiency was two for 12. Yeah. They were 16% so, I mean, this on is third exactly down. exactly what we talked about with Washington last week. Just like zero clutch, not getting it done when it mattered. If you go two for 12 and then one for five in your red zone attempts as far as getting touchdowns, you ain't going to win games, especially against decent teams. I guess Wentz was okay, it looks like. I'm going to have to watch some of that. He threw it 37 times. Uh, luck. Threw it 40 times. Jesus. <laughs> How did we have like 80 pass attempts in a game where there's 36 points? I'm, I'm actually crazy. disappointed in both teams here. A uh, little shout out, Dallas Goudair. Goudair. Yeah, he got a nice, yeah, he got that first touchdown. Uh, and he was, so I had target seven receptions. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to State work, Pride. Go big, go blue. Um, Philadelphia Weird against Tennessee game. next week. That's a stay away game. Two hurt quarterbacks. No thanks. Uh, yeah. What about, um, what do you make of uh, what do you make of the Giants now? They're hosting the Saints. Their Saints are only minus three on the road. Do we expect uh, their Saints money to show up here? I mean, you know, winning a game like that against a you know division opponent now turning around going on the road against a team that you, you know you're on paper you're a whole hell of a lot better against. This this is screaming red flags all over the place for the Saints. Uh, you were would you be worried about backing them at, at the at road chalk here? Do you think the Giants have a better defense than the Falcons? Uh, it's I do. a little better, yeah. I the do. current current iteration, missing yeah, the pieces for Atlanta. I think I it's think a they're... tougher defense. You're going to New York. Uh, late game doesn't really matter, I guess. I, I feel like that's probably just about right. Like okay. Saints probably win, maybe they cover, but it's if you, it's probably not one of those where it's a comfortable cover. I can mm-hmm. see that. I guess. Interesting. Uh, are we getting involved on the uh, Chargers uh, here? The relatively bettable number of nine and a half, minus nine and a half against uh, probably against CJ Beathard, who does who is is not a good quarterback. Yeah, if it's Beathard, boy, that can get ugly because even in their losses, the Chargers they score. I mean, they've showed yeah. like, hey, we're going to score points, so. There's no total up for this one yet, and obviously, I think that has to do with the. I'm, I'm actually surprised they hung a line with the quarterback, I and too. I guess they, I guess they just made it big. Like if Beathard plays, here's what it is, and if you want the Chargers and you're going to lay those points, and they sign someone better, then you know, sucks to be you. Uh, if Beathard's in and the Chargers, I suppose I said it just safe mid 40s, 44, 45. See what that does for people. Because Beathard playing last year, and it's Beathard, but I call him Beathard. <laughs> Beathard is he, way funnier. He, yeah, he's not He's not great. He's not an NFL quarterback. He was fine for what they needed him to do in the Big Ten, but yeah, he's not yeah, going to yeah. get it done. So it, it, let's just say it's, it's 44, 45, and they're favored by 10. So you're talking 22 plus 27. So Chargers probably scored 28 points. Do you think the Niners can score three times? Basically, to get inside the number, and I, I don't think I don't think so. It, so. Well, but again, you know, I just I said it in the preamble. Like, I got to back off the you know supporting the Chargers defense because they just have let me down so many times now. I'm losing count. Yeah, um, I've just been betting points for the Chargers. Maybe I'll just wait. Yeah, that's a better look. That's a better look. 
Uh, what do you think of uh, what did you make of the Jags blowing that game against the uh, the Titans nine nine six worst game of the weekend by far? Mariota wins a game with a hundred yards passing. Like I don't really know what to say. This this was awful. Um, and now we uh, you get uh, you get you're asking the Jaguars to again cover a nine point spread against the Jets this time. Uh, the Jets who have extra rest. I, you know this is. Feels like a, a, another terrible line, but the Jags were—they're you know—they're so much more talented than the Jets. Can they score more than you know seventeen points in this game? Who knows? Uh, you know this. Did the you Jaguars watch any of that one? No, I didn't. It was unwatchable. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean, pulling box score up on that, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Uh, just going back to the Thursday night game, the Jets offensive line was an issue. People were maybe not as much as the Browns offensive line at point, but people were getting back there. There was pressure and the Jaguars have more of that. And they're going to put more of that to you. Like Jaguars, this 38 is probably pretty fair. The Jets might not get to 14. It does. It's, it's probably like, a, you know, a 20 to seven game. The Jaguars aren't going to have to score a ton. I don't know if I feel comfortable laying 10 points no, I after don't. The, the offensive output I saw today. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the two primetime games coming up this week. Actually, there's one other interesting opening line worth mentioning. Uh, Packers. We saw, yeah, Packers. Buff, <laughs> Buffalo was, uh, was famously 16.5-point dogs today in Minnesota. They turn around and they travel again, this time to Green Bay. Uh, we know Green Bay and Minnesota are of relatively equal strength, so you expect to see a big fat line open up here. It is Green Bay minus 10 and a half on the opener. Uh, already getting a little bit of action. I'm seeing it pop at 11 and 12 in a couple places now. Um, so, yeah, is uh, does Green Bay get right uh, against the Buffalo Bills? Do we see the old Bills or, you know, do uh, do does history repeat itself and they pull off another improbable upset on the road in the NFC North? Do you think they no, got it in there? T- no, not two weeks from. I'm not going to lay 12 against. I guess maybe what happened today. Well, obviously it was good for Green Bay since they lost two and the Vikings lost. But it might be a good little wake up call. Like you know, if you if you sit and try, you'll probably beat the Bills. But if you decide to just completely skip about talking about them, and I don't know, did they just? plan for the Rams? Did they just say, let's get two weeks of game planning for the Rams. We'll just go beat the Bills anyway. I I don't know. I still don't understand the offensive game plan. I think the Packers can score on that defense. I'm not going to go lay in 10. I don't love that. Even at home, they haven't looked super solid yet. <sighs> yeah, the, it's, not a, it's not a game I'd like to get involved in. But the the bills i'm still just my head's still just spinning about that like it's it was crazy and, and it's not and it's not like it's not like they were driving the entire length of the field with you know great play calling and you know clutch plays and there was two really big blown coverages and a bunch of turnovers i mean they were given a really short field so that is kind of a I guess it's half a deceiving box score. Like the Vikings didn't deserve to score any points. Our offense was atrocious. They were 
the, the game plan was just hot, hot trash, but the bills probably don't score 27. If you don't spot them, those, those huge field position spots and then two giant broken uh, coverages. So I don't yeah. think the Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo goes out there and puts 21, 24 on Packers. So it's probably a, a low scoring game that the Packers win by seven to seven to 13. Mm, okay. So maybe an underlook on 45 and a half. Yeah, I'd like to see what that total does throughout the week. I'm, yeah. It's funny, I was just, it I was just grabbing stuff last week. I was just picking lines last week. And this, you were feeling it? Yeah, today I'm, today I'm not feeling anything. We're seeing New Orleans tick up to three and a half-ish against the Giants. Surprisingly, let's talk about the money. I don't really have anything on Baltimore-Pittsburgh yet because I want to see Pittsburgh tomorrow. But yep. uh, that, that opened Pittsburgh minus three, heavily juiced. Uh, so they're basically saying these are even teams, which is kind of interesting, you know, in and of itself. Um, Baltimore obviously was in a beautiful spot against the Broncos today, and they covered easily uh, with Denver away from mile high for the first time all season. Denver goes back to mile high to play Kansas City and the absolutely untouchably white-hot Pat Mahomes on Monday Night Football. Primetime Pat uh, opened up as a four and a half point favorite. We've seen Denver already a ton of Denver money came to the table on the open. It's been bet down to minus four. If you are feeling minus four, you can get that at great odds already. So this is going to drift, keep drifting down probably um, unless, you know, this is a dummy move. Uh, you have a, an early lean here. The total I opened was 55. Uh, boy. It's uh, it's getting tough. I mean, to Harbaugh and Flacco. Harbaugh and Flacco probably should have put up more points today. And granted, yes. Denver had some pretty bad play calling. It looked like just I went over that box score a little, trying to figure out how they didn't score every time they got down there. It looks like it was some pretty bad play calling. Yes, when they it got was. down in the red zone. And I mean, Keenum continues to turn the ball over. Weirdly, uh, totally different. He's a totally different guy this year in his offense than he was for Pat Shermer last year in Minnesota. Yeah. If Keenum turns the ball over and they can't keep up with Kansas City, like Kansas City's going to score. That's just what they're doing. They have too many playmakers around Mahomes. And I still like, I still wonder what Mahomes would look like. Like he, this is just the perfect situation for him. Andy Reid is just pulling out a, a Chip Kelly offense here where they're just, and maybe, you know, they're not running. Let's run a play every nine seconds or whatever, but they, they're going to score. Like you have to keep up. If you want to stay within four points, what does Denver have to score? I mean, it's 55. So you're talking 27 and a half um, minus two. So you're saying Denver's going to score 25, 26. And, and that's just, know, assume, that's just assuming Kansas city stops at 29. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like right. Kansas City, I mean, let's just assume they put up 35. You think the Broncos can lay four, 31 up? The way, I that, don't think so. the way that even against a shit defense, it seems like they're throwing the ball. Just, I mean, Case Keenum is throwing the ball to the wrong team, and that's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying I'm going to sit back. Kansas City blindly, but I'm not going to get in their way and take a four. Yeah, yeah, that's not even even at mile high. Yeah, it's a, it seems it seems like uh, I don't know I don't know where the appetite is coming to continue to fade Casey from what we've seen. Uh, I, I guess I obviously I did it because I backed the, I took the under in that game expecting there would be some sort of regression, 
but there was none. They scored like 35 in like two and a half quarters. Uh, and you know, it's, 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 it's genuinely, uh, worthwhile trying to figure out Kansas City's ceiling. The AFC is, is awful. It's soft. You're going to be able to rack up wins. You're going to be able to get home playoff games in Arrowhead if you continue to play this well on offense. And it's making their defense look less terrible because, you know, opposing teams have to kind of change their, you know, their approach in game because they find themselves down 21, you know, and, uh, and a defense, you know, playing, you know, can play a totally different style than, you know, and, and kind of hide some of their flaws when you're in those sort of situations. So it's, it's funny. Really, the It's funny. The disparity we're seeing in totals, like there's 55s on openers and yeah. then there's 30, 38s. I Seattle, Arizona is 37, 37. That's yes. fair. That's I think it's like, too high. <laughs> I think yeah. 37 is too much. Like, that's, Seattle, not 20, Seattle actually, that's not a 20 to 17 game. The That's fact a, that that over or the under was in doubt today was a little surprising. I didn't think Seattle would. I, I wasn't on it. I knew people that were on that Dallas under, and I felt mm-hmm. like that was probably a good play. It just missed my card. Yeah, which um, I keep a list of things that just missed my card, and every week it goes like five hundred. Yeah, like I just right. like, so you're doing ah, a you know, good job I, I kept, out I, kept the I kept some winners off. I kept some this week. It was like four and one. I was a little pissy that I left a lot of stuff off. Like well, there was there was it's, there was some there were some games that I just really wanted to play like the Kansas City over I just felt like uh, like maybe there'd be regression so I left it off because I wasn't gonna play against it and well, that what, under, we, what that we gotta under, do you gotta talk Miami, me out of some of these you yeah, gotta I know, talk I tried. Me out of some of these plays man uh, I, 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 I wanted I almost got on Miami but I said my ass today I said you know I'm not gonna bet Miami. But I'm sure shit can bet him second half. So yeah, that made, that made some I, sense. Yeah, we were we talked about that pregame. We were uh, that was the absolutely the right call, and I was pretty pretty satisfied with that that read. Consensus play. Um, consensus play. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's uh, let's talk about the Monday night game, and then let's wrap this up and get it up for the people. Uh, Monday night uh, should be an entertaining game. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of support out there for the Ryan Fitzmagic Buccaneers. Uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. Uh, there's obviously a lot going on in the news about Pittsburgh's, um, you know, internal issues uh, that are kind of, you know, preventing them from having, uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a cohesive team. Cohesive. Uh, yeah, they're, they are a mess. Just put it politely, they are a, they're a shit show. Um, all that said, this is this is the spot where I feel like we are buying low on Pittsburgh, and I say we. I am. I'm buying low on Pittsburgh, and I'm selling high on Tampa Bay. This t- there's you know to me these are not relatively close teams that would that you would you know as you would uh, as you look across now. Tampa Bay is small favorite. They're minus one. Did you see that line flip? Yeah, it's not like it takes much to go through zero though. I guess you're right. I guess, and there's, is this based on, I guess, I guess it's because there's a couple of offensive line uh, issues on Pittsburgh. DeCastro looks like he's out. Marcus yeah. Gilbert looks like he's out. Uh, shoot, man. Well, I'm, uh, I'm still taking a whack on Pittsburgh here. Uh, I love the mismatch of the offensive weapons for Pittsburgh versus the Tampa Bay secondary. I think, uh, 
you know, this is, this is just, for me, it's just a buying low, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's offense is still legit, even without Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and uh, I think they assert their dominance in this game. And, uh, you know, we've seen, you know, through two weeks, some of the units that haven't looked great, you know, and kind of found their pride, dug deep and put up respectable performances in week three. And I think that's, uh, that's what I'm expecting out of the Pittsburgh defense in this spot. Um, sure would be nice if Joe Hayden was out there. I'm seeing him as active. So fingers crossed he plays. Um, and, uh, yeah, you got some you, on top of not being a particularly good defense and not being a particularly good secondary. It looks like, um, Brent Grimes is done. Hargraves is done. Uh, Chris Conti may be out, uh, safety for the Bucks. So you're going to have, uh, there's going to be space for the offensive, for the passing game for Pittsburgh to put up some points. Um, what is it about the, uh, the Bucks that you liked? It is, it is more of just a Steelers fade. The it defense, is. the defense. And honestly, I think if we wouldn't have had, I think if we wouldn't have had that weather, I think the Browns might've scored more on them week one and maybe, maybe turnabout's fair play on that. The Steelers would have scored more too, but. Since Shazier got hurt, they're averaging 29 points per game given up, which is, I mean, in any regular season, if you did that for a 16-game sample, that would probably be dead last, I'm assuming, giving up 29 points a game. That's not going to win you many. So this, you know, obviously last week was Mahomes, and he's electric. He's That's a great, great offense. But I don't think it's a big step down. I think this is going to be a uh, – kind of a track meet again. I might get involved in an over if the if it doesn't start out real fast, but the Steelers defense, I think maybe the Bucks the Bucks stops next week. The okay. Bears defense will pro, you know cause some problems. Buccaneers, I don't see the offense slowing down against the Steelers defense. They haven't shown me anything. They were awful. And it's not like anyone's stopping the Chiefs right now, but boy, what they did in the last quarter against the Browns, what they did against the Chiefs, how they closed the season out, what they let. I mean, you saw what Bortles did today. He can be up and down. He just torched him in the playoffs. They put up 45 points against that defense. I think the Buccaneers put up 35 plus and the Steelers need to keep up to win it. And I think that team is just the, like you're saying, the cohesiveness, there's some problems there and this might not be a spot to back them. Mm-hmm. And I hate the must-win narrative. Like it's a yeah. must-win game. Like I think the Buccaneers maybe that, that can play against you. Steelers might be playing tight. Like oh shit, tight. we've been we've been ruling this division for a while, and and what's happening? Oh no, this you know everybody's ahead of us. We're in the basement, tied with the Browns. Yep. No, uh, you're not tied. No, with they're the not yet. They have to win. You, yeah, the, the Browns, Browns have a win. You don't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, fun uh, fact: If you said that the Browns. Vikings and Packers would all have the same record after three weeks. <laughs> they'd all yeah. they'd all be five hundred. I'd have to think about that for a while. Like, wait a second, how's that because possible? Man, what? <laughs> what? But uh, yeah, I think the pressure. I think the pressure might work against them. There, the Bucks are zero expectations this year. Like they had a win loss. Their over win total was like five or six. They're, yeah. they're playing footloose and fancy free football. <laughs> great. It's like I said to Lockie, shit sucking running backs, great wide receivers, 
they are the model for the current passing, state of the uh, NFL. The current state of the pass first NFL. It works. It's it's just proven to work. And I think it's we're gonna call my call my shot. 34 24. Mm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go oppo. I'm I'm I know I'm looking for like Pittsburgh 31, Tampa 13. Or something like that. Like this is uh, to me. I think that I'm 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 going ham on uh, alternate uh, lines for Steelers here. This is my, probably my uh, my you one. Just where told me to try to talk you out of stuff, but I, guess I know I know the totals, the to- bad total plays though. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a buy low spot for me for the Steelers, uh, and uh, I know they're going to be. You know, I I had. Had I pivoted on this one because in the preseason I was, you know, I had the buck circled in this spot. Um, but, uh, you know, all the way that the season has unfolded for them, and I feel like there's kind of a specific narrative out there about how dysfunctional the locker room is that's depressing people's opinion of the team. And I think they are still an absolute top tier offense. And we're going to see them put on a show against I can't, the I can't speak, I can't speak to Cutter. But uh, what's the offensive muncher, munchkin? Uh, the offensive coordinator. Oh, for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's coordinating his ass off, Todd Todd Munkin. Munkin, there we go. Yeah, I he's don't, coordinating I don't his think, ass off. I don't think Tomlin's a great coach, and I think that guy is. He's got it figured out. He's like, hey, here's what works. We're just gonna keep doing it until you stop me. So, uh, I'm I'm a fan of that against a shit defense. And I, I think Tomlin's going to get outfoxed. And we will see. I'll probably be with you. This does feel like there'll be a lot of points. Interesting. Um, well, this will be fun to go head-to-head. Our pair, our pair halftime periscope will be uh, will be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, if, if the Bucks are losing, I might One of us will be in a great sick. mood, and the other one will be uh, – we'll Well, be, it's tied. Well, if it's tied, it'll be exciting to kind of break down who's going to win. Uh, let's, uh, do we need to do an emergency uh, periscope for tonight? We can see what's going on in this game. Detroit Lions absolutely throttling the Patriots. People aren't going to hear this before we do it, but yeah, tweet it out. If you're listening to this, go back and watch the periscope in the past. (laughs) Wait, so you think we should do it? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool. 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 Uh, let me see if I can make it work on my end. Uh, okay. Um, Good shit, man. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let, let, I'm gonna get this edited and get it up as soon as possible. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed this. Uh, didn't have as many uh, hardcore looks this week about trying to beat some of these lines, um, but again, you know, some most of the totals that popped haven't been very interesting or appetizing anyway. And to be fair, the stuff I grabbed early, I beat the closing line by a shitload, but that's only half the battle. Those early grabs went one and two so far. Yeah, right. My yep. late my late ads that didn't beat the closing line at all are two and all. Yep. 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 So all right, man. It's not yeah, it's not always getting you know the early number's nice, but you still gotta get the game to go the right way. So oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, I lost we'll, uh, I lost a ton of uh of which one was it? Uh Detroit. I could have bet Detroit way later in the week and gotten a much better number and it looks like that's not going to matter. Yeah, Hopefully. that Detroit oversteam, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we've we've seen we've only seen six offensive plays for the Patriots so far, and we're already 
most, you know, a little ways into the second quarter, which is kind of crazy. Who knew this yeah, defense you had? You might want to grab Patriots plus three and a half, too. Oh, is that what it's at right now? Yeah, you should get both sides. Yeah, make a nice little middle there. I got some Detroit money line. Um, okay. 10 point middle already. Shit, man. 10 point middle in the second quarter. So, all right. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, we'll have another exciting guest this week. As always, subscribe to this if you like us because then you don't have to go find it. It's just that much easier. And follow us on Twitter. That's a great we'll point, talking, Andy. We'll be talking football. All right, take it easy. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and uh, we'll I'll talk to you tomorrow when we're periscoping at halftime, and the and the Steelers are down by thirty. All right, sounds good. See ya. Right. Bye bye.